All right. I am so excited for this episode, you guys. I am going to be starting out today with nice things that people said to me. And this will be a future episode called The Smile File about why it's important to write down and remember nice things that people said to you. But I said a couple of weeks ago in the What the Fuck is Going On episode that I was going to be ending episodes with this. But still, no one is leaving reviews. Um... (laughs) So first of all, fuck you guys. Please leave reviews. I don't want to have to threaten you. This is ridiculous. It's supposed to be nice. All right. So here are nice things that people have said to me this week that I just really want to share with you. In case you're new here and you haven't listened to any other episodes, and if you're not new and you've been thinking about maybe your experience here listening and maybe want to hear what some other people are experiencing. Um, Okay, so this is from my friend Jovan. He said, hey, definitely wanted to acknowledge you and your story about working out the other day. Definitely was powerful. It sets the tone and intention for the day. I'm using that for every morning that I'm battling with my reasons not to. And that was about an Instagram story that I posted earlier this week about the importance of not scrolling first thing in the morning and just putting your feet to the ground because we all kind of have that moment of, let me just snooze my alarm for a few more minutes. Like, Do I really have to work out this morning? Do I really have to make my lunch this morning? Whatever it is that you're like, I don't really want to do it. We all have that moment. And if you just put your feet to the ground, that's a Joelle Samantha tactic. Just get your feet to the ground. Okay. And then this one is much longer, but my favorite. Just listened to the first four episodes and I'm feeling so inspired and lucky to know you. I've been in this lost space of life has no meaning. And if you ask, everything's terrible. But you feeling that way and seeing the chronic depression in our society and then taking it and being like you know what I can make a difference with this and I want to help with that and it's making me feel so inspired and I want to help people too and so that was my friend Amy so Amy thank you so much for sending me that you guys like kind words let me tell you It'll change someone's day. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you enjoy this upcoming episode. Now that you've listened to two minutes of me talking about how wonderful I am. I love you. I love you. And I'll see you on the other side. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story. And everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. I am super excited to be here today. I am back in the studio after about a month of not being here for any solo recordings. I've done a few remote Zoom call episodes in the studio in the last month, but everything that I've been releasing, the solo episodes, have been either pre-recorded a while back or recorded from my house or my friend Cody and Nicole's house, but remotely. And I'm just really excited to be back in the studio because it feels like it feels like a lot more intense I feel like I have like you know an opportunity to provide a better stronger message something about like being in the atmosphere and the environment but yeah so I'm really excited and I also was super fucking nervous when I got to the parking lot today and pulled in and was getting my stuff together I had to like stop I meditated I did a guided meditation and I took my French class on Duolingo and I breathed for a few minutes and then I came inside and let me just tell you how much I value my couple of minutes to myself after a day of work 
or a half a day of work, if I'm being honest, or socializing too hard. Those like five minutes, 10 minutes to myself are crucial to my level-headedness, I would say, and like a number of other positive attributes. But that time by myself, that like introversion space is super important. So I have to recommend it if you spend all your time back to back to back and like maybe find yourself being a little cranky sometimes. But okay, so today's episode (laughs) is called Being Hard on Yourself. And it has actually come as a result of being in this kind of like season of darkness. And I'll use a term that I just learned today listening to Lori Harder's podcast, Earn Your Happy. And her guest was Kate Northrup, the author of Do Less, a book that I have not yet listened to on audio, but really want to. I feel like maybe it's even in my waiting list on one of my audiobook apps. But anyway, she uses the term winter season for darkness. And I really loved that because it's like this barrenness, I think, that you feel when you're like sitting in your darkness. And it also more clearly demonstrates that it's a season. I generally do say like I'm in a season of darkness, but winter really like clearly demonstrates that this is just a season. And she also talks about like the beauty of winter as a season and the beauty of life and stages and your humanness, like going through seasons. We obviously experience seasons in nature. And so I think it's human nature, the human experience to experience sadness, darkness, barrenness, winteriness. So that was really beautiful and I wanted to share it with you. But so I have been going through this darkness the last couple of weeks and I think because it's the first time that I really feel like I have, I guess I would say an intimate connection with you guys on Instagram and through the podcast that I am sharing more vocally this season. And I think also because for the first time in my life, I really finally have like the tools to navigate this barrenness, darkness, winter without going into like, well, it's not the first time that I've gone into a darkness without going into a dark depression. I feel like it's maybe the third time this year. (laughs) Um, But each has gotten shorter and shorter, which is just like really exciting. It's just really cool to be like, I have a little bit of a say in my life and I don't need to just like let my mind totally control me or my emotions. And so as a result of this like darkness that I've been in, but also this like kind of publicizing of this darkness and in no way am I like screaming from rooftops like I'm really sad. It's like comes out in like cynicism and like self-hate and like anger and frustration with other people. And like just like in my general interactions, like a lack of patience. And so that's all fine. Like no big deal, right? Except I don't fucking want to be that person. So like acknowledging all of these emotions and like this darkness that I'm in and giving it its airtime, either in my life speaking about it with the people in my life and acknowledging it and being sad and being angry and being upset and being frustrated. I'm also sharing it not only with the people just directly related in my life, but also with my followers on Instagram. And so that has been a totally different experience and really, really cool that I'm like kind of going through it with you guys where like normally my MO is to wait until I go through it and it's done and I'm like on the other side, the other side of fear, sitting in my happy ending, you know, and I'm fine again. It's totally fine. But this time has been very different because I'm trying to share all of it as it's happening and share my tools, which is really cool. So 
basically the reason for this episode, other than all of the reasons that I've already just stated, (laughs) is because we're all hard on ourselves all of the time. And I talk about this a little bit in episodes five and nine. So five is on the court and nine is just a box. And in both of those episodes, I talk about the little voice inside of our head that is like always kind of negative self-talking us. And there's just a lot of evidence that you can change what that voice is saying to you. And there's a lot of names for it, but basically it's called your inner critic or your narrator, or you're already always listening because it was already there when you got here and it was always listening. Jem Pasteloff, the author of On Being Human, she calls it the inner asshole. So whatever you want to call it, the voice inside of your head is always, always, always talking and always has an opinion on fucking everything. And the reason that this is significant is because unless you train that muscle and that voice otherwise, it's just talking shit to you. It's just egging you on. And the effect of that is literally stopping you in your tracks from doing things that are hard, from doing things that are different, from doing things that are risky, from creating change. Because if you if you don't change anything, nothing changes. And the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And so by you allowing the voice in your head to constantly speak negatively towards you, everything is just going to remain the same, probably forever, right? So we got to change it. So we're all hard on ourselves sometimes. Sometimes we're able to be like, I'm the fucking best. I'm the fastest. I'm the prettiest. I'm the smartest. I'm the funniest. Whatever your best is, whatever your good is, I'm sure you feel that way sometimes. But A lot of the rest of the time, you're being hard on yourself. Okay, so so first of all, earlier I said the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's the definition of insanity that was just going to like eat me alive. So I had to start there. But okay, so there is a ton of evidence that forever and ever through in science we thought that your brains would develop to a certain point and then they were no longer able to develop any farther and I don't remember where I learned this but I've learned it repeatedly over the years of my life and so I believe it to be true our brains actually have excellent plasticity and our brains we can train our brains to work differently and so what that means for us is that there are actionable behaviors that we can take towards changing our thought processes and that's i mean like that's really what that's really what this whole podcast is all about is like we do have a say in our life and we can change the way that we think and the way that we act we just you know have to choose it Okay, so this is a concept by Danica Breisha. She is the CEO and creator of Model Meals. It is a Whole30 compliant like meal prep service, like food service. I don't know if it's necessarily meal prep, but it's specifically for people that really just don't have time to cook but want to eat healthy foods like not eat out all the time um so model meals she's great but so she did like basically a self tour i'm sorry a self love tour of the u.s uh, a couple of years ago and it was such a hit 
that she decided to do a like virtual version of it and it's called the virtual brunch series and my sister and her best friend future guest on the podcast uh, went to the tour in Boston and like seven months later she bought me the virtual brunch series the Danica Brescia um, online version of it and like everything that I say I'm gonna do it I can either do it immediately, never, or it'll take me like three weeks to three months. And so this was one of those like took a month things and it took a month to start. And then once I actually started it, it was a three hour course and it took me three weeks. (laughs) I usually, I just like use the rule of three for everything. Everything is like in threes for me. So I take this class and the the biggest takeaway that I had other than when you see people being vulnerable and talking about things that are really sensitive and things that are really hard to talk about and things that they have like suffered through and gone through that it makes you reflect on your own shit and here we are I hope you guys are reflecting on your own shit but The biggest concept, the biggest takeaway that I got from the virtual brunch series was the idea that we are constantly giving, 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 and then we burn out and then we need to like reset and recharge. And some people can recharge a lot faster than others. And I think that that's like a skill that you can cultivate. But she gives this concept of pre-charging and so what that means is like instead of starting your day every day a fresh start at a hundred percent she says if you fill your cup more in the morning so if you start your day at 150 percent that you will never get to zero you know at the end of the day instead of zero you'll be at 50 percent you're only at half mass like that ain't bad so It was just really cool. So the way that she does this is with a self-care checklist. And the self-care checklist includes three tiny things first thing in the morning. And then you add different things to the list like after time and practice and rehearsals. Because if you start out with like 10 things right off the bat, it makes it really hard to like get those small victories and celebrate those small wins. So she starts out with, and I did this in February, March, April, May, and I stopped in May. And the first thing was drink a whole glass of water, take your vitamins, and make your bed. So three things to start your day that you can do in like maybe under a minute, probably under three minutes, done keep the vitamins and the water in your room and make your bed first thing and you have already done three things it's like so fucking incredible what like starting your day with immediate efficiency does for you for like your psyche seriously so you start out with these 
three small things and then slowly she adds other things I did it in the morning because it was the easiest for me and then if I didn't get to it first thing in the morning I would do it in the evening or throughout the day but then I added affirmations and again this is Danica Brescia and so affirmations are something that I talk about in an earlier episode because they're really hard to do at the beginning and they sound really silly when you're like I love myself I love myself I love myself it just like sounds silly and stupid and so as with affirmations, journaling, meditation, they take time. And honestly, I would say with anything, like anytime you're trying to build a new habit, it's going to take time. So I really say to give everything two weeks, give it two weeks of really serious concerted effort and integrity, like have integrity about it. Like don't fuck off and not do it, like do it really every day. And so Danica's version of this is do it every day, but have one day off. And so I really love that. I mean, that's like the whole concept behind in episode six, drug freedom, is that like we should have the freedom to be able to choose if I'm going to do this or not. If it's worth my peace of mind to not do it, then I I can, I have that ability to choose that and to not do it. So I'm going to read you some of the affirmations that I gathered from the virtual brunch series because they were so fucking effective for me. So these are just a couple of examples and they were like under subcategories of like body positive affirmations, self-love affirmations, food freedom affirmations. And so you pick the ones that are the most relevant to you and you also have to pick ones that like feel like something that you would say. And so on the first day, it's not gonna sound like something you would say because you don't normally speak to yourself in this way. And so that's why it was really helpful for me to take this class and like have a list. So I definitely recommend you guys like take your self-love seriously because this is no joke but this shit worked for me so here we go these are the ones that I love the most I am a soul not a body I am peaceful in my body I always speak highly of my body oh this was a this was a tough one I am a sexual being who deserves pleasure I never actually said that one I was too uncomfortable (laughs) okay um some of the self-love affirmations I am enough I shine my light in order to remind others that they can too I am powerful. I treat myself with respect in every decision that I make. I deserve only supportive relationships. I am guided by my inner wisdom. I radiate love and self-respect. I am perfect, whole, and complete just the way I am. And then I actually didn't highlight any of the food freedom ones, although I probably should have. Uh, I am peaceful around food. I am living in my healthiest body. I eat intuitively based on my body's needs. I really didn't use those, but I probably should have. I think that was probably like a neglect of something that I needed and I just didn't want to admit it to myself. So choose a couple of affirmations. So that is another piece of the self-care checklist. And honestly, swear to God, swear on everything. Say the affirmations three times to yourself in the mirror until you like internalize them, memorize them. And then write them down at some point throughout the day. Say them again before bed. What really, really worked for me was anytime I was like having a moment, I would also say the affirmations. I am guided by my inner wisdom. I am a soul, not a body. I shine my light to remind others that they can too. Like, okay, so affirmations for self-care. Wow, I really did not outline this as well as I meant to. Okay, so these... (laughs) So these are the things to cure being hard on yourself. Affirmations, uh, as according to me, this is based on loose science and experimentation. (laughs) Okay. Affirmations, meditation, journaling, 
and play. And that's all under the self-care umbrella and then a second umbrella of self-compassion and that means like accepting yourself at whatever stage you're in honoring wherever you are and also giving yourself like grace and forgiveness for those days that you choose not to participate in your self-care acts or if you choose to participate in your self-care acts but only like partially and so those are those are really the two big things is self-care and self-compassion and once you figure out like a good mix of those two of like what works for you you really start to like believe in it so the other aspects of self-care were I said meditation and journaling I talked the most about affirmations honestly because I really just think that people don't take them seriously and I just think that they really work Um, and that's why I was talking about like the plasticity of our brains is because we just speak so negatively about ourselves over and over and over and over again for literally decades and it just doesn't have to be like that anymore you don't have to hate yourself anymore this was like one of the biggest and most important messages when I first got home was like this message of like self-love and so this is like very near and dear to me Brene Brown says that you can never love anybody more than you love yourself and I'm not going to explain the quote right now Go listen to The Power of Authenticity by Brene Brown. It'll change your life. I sobbed the entire time. (laughs) But I really believe that meditation and journaling also are like super effective. Journaling, my friend Amy and I actually just talked about this. Amy is a friend that I met while I was traveling. She will be a guest on here real soon. And she was talking about how it's so important for her to journal both when she's happy and when she's sad because she'll see like dramatically and I'm fucking same um she'll be like this is the worst day of my life and I've never felt this miserable before ever 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 and then three days later it's like today was the best day dear diary (laughs) but like that's literally what it is like when you start to write down your thoughts and your ideas you realize that like your thoughts and your feelings are fleeting and that's why when you have a great fucking idea you lose the fucking idea like ASAP because all of our thoughts are fleeting so I highly recommend journaling but of those three affirmations meditation and journaling affirmations and journaling like went out the window when I was inconsistent with them it was like I missed a day and I went got back to it and then I would get back to it and get back to it and get back to it and then I would miss a day and then I would like fall off the wagon with both journaling and affirmations however I have now been meditating for 10 months and I think I've skipped like three days and it is so noticeable when I skip a meditation so I basically like dabbled with let me try meditating I hear such good things about it I should really try for about 10 years And I never gave it more than like three days consecutively. And obviously it didn't work because that is not how you develop effective habits. So this year I tried for the first time more consistently. And the reason that I tried before I just gave up on it like I always had in the past was because I read the book 10% Happier by I want to say Dan Harris. But he was a TV newscaster and then anchor for like a major news channel 
and he had like a public meltdown and he basically had like these incredible connections from his line of work that he was able to talk to like really brilliant humans and he had the luxury of time and money to research you know like that's why humans develop creatively during times of general peace that's why we need to get to a point of general peace that's like really like what it's all about like we get more creative when we are not just at war both in the world and inside of ourselves because we're all connected so when there's war outside there's war inside too and vice versa so so I read his book on audio on a free library app they exist I believe I got his on Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A. See if that's available at your library. And the reason it's called 10% Happier is because he said that he, when he started meditating, he his life literally became 10% happier. And I completely concur with that. I would say it's even maybe a step more, maybe 15%. Um, but 10% really just like rolls off the tongue. So I get why he would call it that. But so the... Meditation, I would say for every five minutes of meditation that you do, I would say you get about three hours of peace of mind in your day. Sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more, but consistency is key here, my friends. By day 11, it was so noticeable if I didn't meditate until halfway through the day instead of doing it like first thing in the morning that I like really literally haven't stopped meditating now for 10 months straight because it's such a a tangible difference truly in my like level of above all patience i have patience so much more and i'm just not in my head as much and i use i do a guided meditations free meditation app the insight timer and yeah i just can't recommend it enough and then the fourth and final part of self-care is play and so play can basically be like any hobby I think it, I mean, it, it can be working out too, but I think working out is a tough one because like my type A people, I see you. Anybody who gets like super obsessive over behaviors, working out is just kind of like a continuation of that like obsessive compulsion about a thing about like being the best at something and so I think exercise can be your hobby if you are in an exercise no not even group that's that's a different type of play okay 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 so exercising in a group is okay because that's a different kind of play but really what I mean by play is like getting lost in your play and doing it for the sake of it. And again, this is Brene Brown and she gives a much better explanation of it in The Power of Authenticity, the importance of play and how it makes us more wholesome, how it makes us more wholesome and just like generally better people. Um, And we like tell ourselves this lie that like we aren't creative and but yeah, so so play can be gardening or yoga or painting, basically anything that you can like completely zone out and still be super present and that you can do for the sake of doing just for the, the sheer pleasure that it gives you, the joy that it gives you, even if you're not good at it. Um, so yeah, so that's really important for being like wholesome too. And then self-compassion 
So self-compassion and grace and forgiveness, like it really all starts there because if you don't believe that you deserve to be forgiven, if you don't believe that you are worthy just by being, just literally by being, being a human, having a life, you are alive. Yeah. Okay. You deserve happiness and love and forgiveness and acceptance. Fuck. Like you deserve to be accepted. So that's it. I mean, you, you will not love yourself if you don't believe that you deserve forgiveness. So stop being so freaking hard on yourself and forgive yourself for the time wasted on it. And let's move on. All right. I know it's not that easy, but try the things listed here. And that's it. Yesterday was World Mental Health Day. And so I just want to acknowledge that. Like, I don't believe that all mental illness can be cured by like positive thinking or changing your mindset. But I do believe that there could be a huge and real and serious impact on mental health if self-care was taken more seriously. Honestly, I really truly believe that. And I think that if we encouraged each other to speak more kindly to ourselves and to one another, that this could be a, a shift that happens quickly. We think of shifts in consciousness and shifts in ways of thinking and shifts in systems and policies that they have to take forever and ever. And part of me is like, Liz, shut up. You're crazy. Systems do take forever to change, but they don't have to. Like, honestly, if there is a massive shift and enough people do it, there's this quote by Margaret Mead, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And I just fucking love that quote because that literally is it. That is it. Like we can make a difference. We can make a change. So I just ask you to speak more kindly to yourself and to others and to encourage people to try things that seem playful, that seem meditative, that is journaling, that is affirmations. Like try these things. See if see if things don't start to change for you by day 11. I swear to God, like I swear on it. Create good habits, you guys. I love you. Share this with a friend, anybody who might need to hear it, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.